Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Boundaries. Let's go to Isaiah 55, 6 real quick. Isaiah 55, 6. Boundaries, a life of peace and freedom. Man, I thought, I thought peace and freedom was me getting to do whatever I wanted to all the time. Well, no, not according to scripture. Look at what this verse says. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. I like to intro these boundaries messages with God and his boundaries. What does that verse tell you? Well, it tells me this. There may come a time where God may not feel near to you or you have a hard time finding him if you don't seek him when he's pulling on you. Does it, people say, no, the Lord's always going to be there for me. Yes, he will never leave you nor forsake you, but you got to serve him to receive all those benefits. you got to call on God now. To, scripture says, today is the day of salvation. Why wait? Scripture also says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Why not do it now? Why wait? Everybody's going to have to do it at one point. Everybody will be forced to admit that Jesus is Lord and they will bow their knee to him. So this is God giving us a boundary of time and respect. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. This morning with my points, they're not going to be real linear. They're all related to this message, but I will clarify them as I get to each point. All right. I want to finish up with some examples of boundaries. Does anybody remember any of the examples of boundaries we discussed in the past few weeks? Anybody? Words are a boundary. What else? Oh, grass and the neighbor's grass. That is a very good physical boundary. That is a, a geographical boundary even. You could say that. What else? Time is a boundary. Time is a boundary. A lot of you folks say, how many of you people in this house, regardless of who you are, how many of you need at least eight hours of sleep? Raise your hand. Let me see your hands. On a, on a great night. Okay. There's some honesty. Some of you are, are going to try to pretend like you're Jason Bourne. I know where this is going. Some of you are like, I need two hours of sleep. I wake up clear-headed. I can fight and stuff. How many of you only need seven hours of sleep? Honestly, be honest with me. About seven. You feel good. Okay. Seven is solid. How many of you, like, you can do six constantly and not be, not be mean or you feel good? Okay, you're more rare. Because I can do six hours a night for a long time too, but then I become a total jerk. Okay? <laughs> Just irritated after a while. So seven to eight is really good usually. Um, anybody five hours in here consistently? You, you got a newborn baby though, huh? Okay, I remember your story. Five? Okay. Five? Uh-huh. But if, I'm going to tell you right now, if you sleep more than five hours a night, then bags under your eyes will start to shrink. I'm telling you. Just telling you, man. Really. You need sleep. Some do need eight. Some will even tell you, man, I didn't go there yet. They say, man, I need nine. That's fine. Some are like, I need ten. I think I read somewhere LeBron James sleeps like 12 hours a day. They did an article, super athletes sleep long. I'm like, well, I've known some people that sleep real long. They're not super anything. They just wake up tired, and they're like, oh, dude, it's bright outside. Go back to bed, man, you know? What else? What other kind of boundaries? So, so time is a boundary. I, I, I related sleep to that. That's a boundary. It's time to sleep. Skin is a boundary. 
money, money is a boundary. It, you know what? <laughs> money can be a boundary. It can be. I've never, never thought of that. What did you say? Eating is a boundary. Yes and no. You do need to eat. You do need to eat. And you, within the boundaries of your own personal experience and you taking care of yourself, that should be, should be a boundary for you. All right. It should be that you eat in, in relation to time, in relation to what you need and what you do best with. Also, here's something I want to want to add to all that. Boundaries are for what? They are for your protection. God always gave us boundaries to take care of us. People go, oh, no. You know, they tell, I know there's kids in here telling their parents, they're like, man, you just don't want me to have no fun. You're old fashioned. No, they've been there, mijo. They've been there, mija. They've already been there, and they know. I remember telling my mom, you don't understand. I don't know how many times I told them that. They may not have understood much about the Nintendo and all that, because that was new to them back in the, I remember the late 80s. Dad would walk in, and he'd turn off the, he thought he was turning off the Nintendo by turning off the TV. I'd just pause it. I was all, man, all right, you know. But now he knows probably more about computers and technology than I do. He's really good at that stuff. He learned Windows and he took off from there. But here's what I'm saying today. Listen, boundaries are for your protection. They are to keep the bad out and the good in. God gave you this mouth hole right here to put good things in your body, not bad. But when people have been through tough things or they've suffered abuse, then they forget that skin is their boundary. That can be for touching, but it can also mean for putting bad substances into their body. You say, oh, just drugs and alcohol. Yeah, but too much of some stuff is, is really bad for you. My wife makes something called Congo squares. They are a recipe from her great-grandmother. I don't know if any of you have tasted the Congo squares. They're like big, fat, thick, brownie-slash-cookies. And those are good. But you can't, you can't eat five or six at a sitting. I guess you could, but it won't be good for you after a while. I don't know if it was in February or March of this year that I got, because of a lack of boundaries, I got my corona body. Jen made a pan of, she made a pan of brownies, and I started eating and eating, and they were disappearing, and I'm like, who's eating all these? And I, they were disappearing, and I looked in the mirror one day, and I said, man, Jen, I'm, I'm getting a tummy now. And she said, baby, you've eaten the whole pan of brownies almost. I'm like, no, I didn't. I crossed a boundary. Sometimes you do it unwittingly. You do it without thinking. Once again, boundaries are for your protection, your safety, your well-being. God gave us boundaries. The Old Testament, he gave us 10 boundaries, the 10 commandments. The rabbis tell us there's 613 precepts and laws in the Old Testament. Yeah, but let's narrow it down to the 10 commandments of what? Exodus 20, 10 commandments. They're boundaries. Okay, so here's an example of a boundary. Y'all remember time. There were some other things in there. Time, geographical distance, all right, words, boundaries. Here's another boundary, emotional distance. Sometimes when you've been in an abusive situation, you need a cooling off period. Some would call it a thawing out period. You've been abused and abused and abused or mistreated even. You say, man, that's not really abuse. They just weren't treating me right. I like what one man of God said one time. He said, what if I banish you from my presence? Like Nehemiah. 
Sometimes people don't need to have access to you. They don't treat you right. They don't get to hang. I, I figured that out in, in seventh grade. I didn't know much, but there were some jerks at school that they only needed me when they needed answers for tests. So I started giving them wrong answers. They couldn't figure out why I was getting an A and they were getting a C. They just couldn't. They're like, they, they still couldn't get it. And when they couldn't get it, I said, that's why you need the answers, you punks. And they were mean otherwise. And Chilla was like, hey, man, what'd you get for number seven? I'm all, I'll knock three times for C. You know, whatever. But I, I drew up a boundary. I said, wait, you guys are punks all the time, no matter what I do. So I'm going to banish you from my presence. I ain't, I ain't helping you with anything. And then I'd call them out, and you know what they'd do? They'd get mad. I said, you only talk to me when you need something. Man, man, forget you. I'm like, exactly. You only talk to me, let me repeat, when you need something. So now emotional distance, walls, whatever. I remember I, I met someone several years ago. And I don't know if they were prophetic or they thought they were being prophetic, but they met me and they said, you have walls up. And I thought, every good city has walls. I'm not hard to reach if people are honest with me and kind. I will always treat people with respect and kindness. Y'all know that about me. But you should have some kind of walls. And I don't mean blocking all the good things out. But walls, boundaries, skin, they're to keep the good in and the bad out, right? People put up fences in their yard. Why? Keep in the good and block the bad from coming in, all right? So you need boundaries. But in this point, emotional distance says, that's enough. You're not going to have time, room, or the chance to treat me bad. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emotionally distance myself from you. It's amazing how people will change their behavior. Not always, but at times when you go, that's enough. I've had enough with that. I've had enough. Parents can do it with kids. My parents, they were brilliant with, I don't want to, dad had a brilliant saying is, I don't want to see your face till morning. I was like, okay. Why? Because I, I had a, I don't know if kids in here this way, it seems like I had to get in trouble at night or I couldn't go to bed. Up to a certain age. Like get, and dad would say, get out of here, man, you know? If I need you, I know where to find you. Get out. But dad, no, no more butts. Get out of here. And they needed their space. Some moms go to the restroom for privacy, and what do kids do? They, they follow to the door. They try the door handle. I've, see, I've heard them and seen them. They try the door handle first. They go, shh, shh, shh. and the mom's going, give me privacy. I remember growing up. And then the kid, I don't remember doing this because I was righteous, right? But I just don't remember. But honestly, I remember, some, I remember Elaine doing this. She was a baby. But she'd get down and she'd be talking to mom under the door. <laughs> Have any of y'all experienced that? Or I told you, get out of here. Give me a minute. Mom, I'm going to come. You know what? I'm going to see you in a minute and it ain't going to be good, right? But even in decent situations, you need emotional distance sometimes. You say, man, this is tough. But you need a temporary boundary to give your heart the space and time to heal when you've been in a bad situation. This helps those who've been in abusive relationships, all right? As they give someone else time to demonstrate real change. Come back when you act better. Does that make sense? It's an old school principle that your grandma taught you and you maybe forgot, maybe you use it still, is you don't have access to me that way if you don't act right or don't treat me right. So emotional distance. Let's go to Luke 3.8. I've got a verse to back this one up. These guys who wrote this book are brilliant. Dr. Cloud, Dr. Townsend, boundaries. Look into the book. You need it, I promise. You need it. It will really help your life. 
Proved by, I'm just, I'm just going to read the first part of this verse because this is the one that relates. Proved by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. There's folks that, hey, sorry is great, but sorry without a change means what? Not much, man. And we've all been there. Say, yeah, I'm sorry. You just throw up a sorry real quick. You got caught, right? My mom used to say that. You're sorry because you got caught. Did you ever, did you ever hear that one? All right. Wait, no, I'm really sorry. She's like, no, you're not. No, but I am. No, you're not. I don't want to see your face till morning, right? Emotional distance. So that is an example of a boundary, like time, all right, like words, like offense. Emotional distance is another boundary. Now, when you need help with your boundaries, this is the best way to get it. God and other people. My point is simply other people. Jesus is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. God the Father is a person. So you need other people to help you with your boundaries when your boundaries are messed up. Sometimes your boundaries, remember, this, this comes because maybe God has to heal your heart. Maybe you've been through it. Maybe you were in an abusive situation. Sometimes, once again, your boundaries keep the good out and the bad in. So you need help. You can't do it on your own. I don't care if you were born champion of the universe. You need help. You need someone to help you. There was a millionaire years ago, and he started saying, man, I did all this by, by myself. I did all this by myself. I got here by myself. And then his secretary got sick, and he couldn't do anything. And he realized, I need other people. Yeah, we need help. You need church. You need God's word. You need God himself. You need a mentor, a pastor. Connect groups can also help you learn to keep your boundaries by discussing and learning and sharing and listening to the word together and talking over the word. That is a support group. A connect group is so much more than just a Bible study. It is a form of Christian support group. Some people say, I don't need much help. Well, you won't need help until you're asking for help. Let's go to Galatians 6.2. You need other people. You need other people to learn to keep boundaries, to develop boundaries, proper boundaries, boundaries that keep good in and bad out, not boundaries that keep the bad in and the good out. Share each other's burdens, Galatians 6.2. And in this way, somebody say in this way. In this way, obey the law of Christ. Share each other's burdens. See, there's some loads. I, I was discussing this with you a few weeks ago. There are some loads. If you look in the Greek, that burden is like a boulder. There's some loads you can't carry by yourself. I remember when my mom passed away, and I, I knew I was close to her, but man, it hit me hard. And leading up to her death, when she was really battling with cancer, I remember that I, I thought, man, I really need, I need other people. I always have. I'm a people person. But boy, I said, I cannot do this on my own. I need people to help me, man. People would check on me. They'd talk to me at church. Many of you in here would say, how are you doing? Folks came to the funeral, different stuff. But even over the years, people would, people would just check on me, and it would always touch my heart because as a pastor, I don't get that a lot. You're expected to be on your A game all the time, and as a pastor, you should be the best of your ability with God's help and his grace. But man, humanity is humanity. When you have God, it doesn't mean that you've just somehow lost all your weaknesses and all your trials and all your grief. And it always blew me away over the years when people go, how are you doing? I'm always like, I, I'm, man, I'm, I'm going to be all right, but I'm going through something. Really? All right. Well, I'm praying for you. How are you? 
Wow. Just simply checking on me. You need, you need other people so you can learn to keep good boundaries. Somebody say good boundaries. Because everybody has boundaries. They do. To a, at a point. At a certain point, they have some kind of boundary. Just some have a lot less boundaries than others. Right? I remember one time, I, this, was, this was years ago, and I was in Roswell, New Mexico, and I became friends with someone, and we were just friends. But somehow it came up, let's go eat. Let's go eat. And I think they brought it up to me, and I said, sounds good, when? They said, how about Friday night? And it was some odd thing. I was going to my grandpa and grandma's church. Some spirit-filled folks had showed up to, to do a revival over there, man. There were some people of color, and they were live and in effect. And it was awesome. And they were spirit-filled to the max. And that church was deader than a doornail. Dead. But the f- folks that showed up to visit and brought a little revival meeting, they were, they were alive and well, and it was awesome. But I remember I told this person, I'm going to church Friday night. We can meet. I don't know. That's when I was really living it up. I said, we can meet at 9 p.m. <laughs> right? I was a lot younger. They said, okay, let's meet at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. came, 9.15, 9.30, nothing. Well, that's strange. Called once or twice, no answer. I said, hmm, okay, whatever. The same person came to me and said, sorry, let's meet, I don't remember, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I don't remember. I said, great, let's do it. Guess what? I thought, wait, we must be having a failure to communicate here. You're bringing it up to me and not showing up. Is this a practical joke? I thought, you fooled me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice. You ain't going to fool me again. I thought, hmm, no, strike one, strike two, there won't be a third strike. Then they, they had the gall to contact me at work the third time. Said, man, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry too. Hit me up next week, man. Bye, bye, bye. I couldn't say bye fast enough. Bye, 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 bye. Wasting my time and effort. The boundary was no mo. The boundary was no mo. And my parents taught me that. My parents taught me, be wise, love people, but you don't just, you don't be every, see, I don't know where this happened or when this happened in Christianity. We say, we're just going to be a doormat. Was Jesus a doormat? Jesus kicked people's tails and it was time, until it was time to go to the cross. And he still won. He was that bad. He rebuked Pharisees. They were the leaders of the, the national and, and, and religious and spiritual identity of Israel. And they would come and attack him and he would attack them and attack them. He went in the temple one time and they were selling a bunch of junk, making money on the poor people. And he tossed the temple tables, ran them out, whipped people with a whip, I guess. Had a whip anyway. You're telling me he was a wimp? People misread the Bible and go, well, no, I just, I'm just going to, I just, I'm not walking. No, walking in love actually calls for boundaries. Walking in love says, if I'm going to love you and tell you the truth, then this is where you go and that's it. In marriage, in friendships, in business, in work, there's times you go, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry, that's enough. And we need other people to help us with that. Today, maybe I can be that other person that's helping you with your boundaries, okay? That's my second point today is we need other people. We need other people to help us. You can't do it on on your own. Because sometimes 
you need help from others to set and keep your boundaries. When people are subjected to other people's addictions, control, abuse, manipulation, sometimes after years of allowing such behavior, some, some psychologists call it loving too much. It was just no boundaries, but loving too much. They really need help of a support group to say no for the first time in their lives. Some people cannot say no. Some people say no to everything. It's only on their terms always. Now, that's not what I mean. you got to find balance. Jesus himself taught what? Balance and moderation. He said, love those who persecute you and try to use you and talk bad about you. Bless and do not curse. But at the same time, you watch Jesus' life, and he had a life of boundaries. They said, come on, hurry. My brother's sick. Lazarus ain't going to make it, man. And he went when the time was right. It was a boundary, but he showed up and raised Lazarus from the dead. Okay, so he had boundaries. Let's get on to something else now. And this is the third point. Once again, these are all related, but indirectly. We had an example of a boundary. Then we had other people helping us with our boundaries. Now, this is what we reap for violating boundaries, and that is consequences. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 3.10. Look at this brilliant thing that parents could really teach their kids. Dad, Dad reminded us of this a lot growing up. Even while we were with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Xbox, whatever, what's the new Xbox? Xbox One is not working. Working on your tan is not working. Waking up at 1 p.m. is not working. I couldn't understand. I remember being irritated with my person, my, my parents, because I was trying to grow when I was 13 and 14, and they wouldn't let me sleep in hardly. Those summers, I really got some growth in, and dad, dad would call the house, and John and Lane were awake, I guess, because they weren't growing yet. I don't know. I don't know how they got up. I was tired, you know, going to bed at 1 a.m. Every, every morning in the summer. Dad would call the house and go, is Matthew up? Let me talk to him. And John, John and them would come in there gleefully. Hey, wake up. Dad wants to talk to you. I'm like, where is Dad? They're like, he left at the right time. Dad wants to talk to you. Tell him, I'll, no. Yes, sir. Hey, you better get up. Are you up? Well, yes, sir, I'm up now. Did you do the list? There's a list? I hated lists. It's a boundary. I'm all, the list? He said, yeah, it's right where you can see it. I'm like, I, I can't see anything right now. Where's the list? And he'd tell me, and I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, you better, you better work on your attitude, too. And Dad would, just, Dad would even say bye sometimes. He's just hanging up. Yes, sir. And if I didn't do the list, there were consequences, a boundary, real simple. And dad always reminded us, hey, he said, if you don't work, you don't eat, man. There's food in this house. Come on, get out and help me work. And we worked. Belly aching, sometimes complaining, but he made sure we worked. And I thank God for good parents like that. Look at Galatians 6, 7. Galatians 6, 7. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Another way of saying it is, what you sow is what you reap. If you disrespect authority, then when you are in a place of authority, you will be disrespected. You, that's why we got to repent. People say, man, why is Pastor Matt always talking about repentance? It is the message of my lifetime, the cross and repentance. We got to be right with God. And if you only knew the zillions of things I had to repent for with authority, in relationships, even in my marriage, I've had to tell my wife, baby, I'm sorry. That is not my heart. I need to do better at that. But when you don't repent, guess what? God's cycle just goes on. 
I'm talking about for consequences, okay? You will always harvest what you plant. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. What you sow is what you reap. You sow, uh, I don't even know how this works, but you sow strawberry seeds in the right climate, you get strawberry plants, right? You sow watermelon seeds, you get watermelons. So what you sow. Now, on the other side of it, though, you have blessing. When you sow good things, you reap blessing, right? That's the boundary of God. God says, sow good, receive good. Sow evil, receive evil. Sow bad or disrespectful, receive the same thing. So it's either a consequence or a blessing with that. Let's go to Proverbs 29.15. Look at this one. This is for somebody in the house. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe somebody listening to the recording or live. To discipline a child produces wisdom. Were kids born wise? Heavens no. You've looked at your kids like this. I, my parents did the same thing. You've looked at your kids and went, I can't believe you did that. That's possibly the dumbest thing I've ever seen happen in all of God's creation, ever. It's impossible that you did that. And they forgot. They were kids too. But it's true. At this age, I've seen people do stuff and I'm like, what? To discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. Sometimes moms want to protect the kids, though. Or maybe dads want to protect the kids. But then they, later on, they bring shame to you. They're left to run wild, and they do stupid stuff, man. I'm going to tell you right now. That's a boundary for consequences or blessing. But if the kiddo acts right, guess what? Even as they're growing up, they get blessed by mom and dad. I really, I remember the time where I got old enough Again, because I was young enough, and then, you know, you're, you're just the light of everybody's life, and then you start getting older, and you're a teenager, and you get in trouble and all this. Then you get older and go, man, my parents are really smart. And then you start giving respect and getting respect, and you go, man, this, why didn't I do this when I was younger? I guess because at 15, I knew everything, right? But my parents always laid boundaries for blessing and consequences. Choice. Do this, and here's what you'll be able to do. This will be great. Get this done. We'll do this. You don't get it done. You're grounded or whatever. You're ground, you can't be on the Oh, I can't be on the phone? I remember we had cordless phones try to sneak around on those. Like there wasn't another phone in the house that they could get on and go, hey, get off the phone. <laughs> be in the backyard. Hey, man, what's up, bro? You going to come? And then dad and them, they were never ashamed. I was ashamed, but they weren't ashamed. They said, hey, Matthew, get off the phone. I need the phone. Uh, bro, did you hear that? Well, I think we're getting interference. I'll call you back. These, these cordless phones get interference. Bye. Consequences. Somebody say blessing. And then somebody say consequences. All right. I want to pray with you today. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes as the lights get ready and the instrumental music gets ready. I want to talk to you from my heart today. And number one, big boundary. If you know Jesus, if you accept Jesus and know God through him, then you go to heaven. It's that simple. Is there anyone in the house or at the sound of my voice that says, I need to make it right with God right now? Would you raise your hand? Let's pray. Anybody at all? And whether you raise your hand or not, we're going to pray anyway just to make sure. Say, man, I need to get right with the Lord today. Let's pray. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, 
Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Forgive me for my sin. I need you. I need your help. I can't do it without you. I plead the blood of Jesus over me, over everything that belongs to me, over my relationships, and I am right with you by faith. Cleanse me. I thank you for the sacrifice that Jesus made for me. I am right with God because of the cross. Jesus is my Savior, my Lord, my Counselor, my everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Valeria, I'm going to ask you to do something special today, Michal. Would you go ahead and put up a screen, please? I want this to be a really private moment for those of you that are here. And if you want to come to the front, you will not be on camera today. We have a screen up. They will be able to hear us and not see us. Because the service is still going on for those of you on Facebook Live. And this is also going to be an altar experience for you, a very personal moment with you and God. But if there's anybody in this room at the sound of my voice that says, Pastor Matt, I need, I need God to help me with my boundaries. Would you come to this altar? I'm going to pray with you. God's going to strengthen you. I need help with my boundaries. I need help saying no, or I need help saying yes to the right things, no to the wrong things. I have no idea, but I know that God led me to do this. You know, I have not done an altar call this way in a while, and God would not leave me alone about it. All week long, I tried to, no, Lord, you know what? I make an excuse, and God said, call my people. Give them an opportunity to come to the front and stand right before me. I know you're standing before him wherever you are, but I believe God is honoring you today by saying, come closer, come closer, come closer. Some of you have been in situations where someone has abused you. Some of you have been in situations where someone's taken advantage of you maybe. Maybe it's work, maybe it's a relationship. Some of you have just been in seasons where you said, you know what, Pastor Matt, and you've said this to God, Lord, I don't know how to get it together again. I'm saying yes to the wrong and no to the right, this is your day. And you say, man, how? Only God knows, but God's gonna help you. This step of faith, this is powerful right here. This is powerful. Those in your seats, would you go ahead and raise your hands to the Lord? Those at the altar, do the same. Let's just support each other in the spirit today as the body of Christ. God is doing something in your lives. Right now, God, I thank you for wisdom in these lives to make good, sound decisions about correct boundaries that keep the good in and the bad out. Lord God, all over this house, whether folks came to the altar or not, remind us of this and teach us this. Teach us how to say no at the right time. No is powerful. No is life-changing. No changes relationships. But God, if I'm in a relationship where I cannot say no, then maybe I don't need to be in that relationship. I need to be able to say no sometimes, not to everything, but to certain things in creating good, sound, healthy boundaries. Lord God, I thank you for an anointing upon us. I thank you for your people in this house and at the altar that have cried out to you humbly and said, Lord, I need help with my boundaries. I know you're doing something right now, Lord, even through the step and the steps of faith as the folks came to receive counsel, to receive prayer, to receive support and strength for making and keeping, setting and keeping good boundaries, God. This is your heart, Lord, that we have priority, that we have boundary, that we understand the difference between good and bad, that we know what is good for us, we know what is wrong for us, and Lord, that we make good decisions according to 
not just our will, according to your word. May our will line up with your word. And Father, I break every attack of the enemy, every spirit of fear and lies that would mess with us about our boundaries, try to lie to us about, oh, you're not being a good Christian, or other people that tell us, you're not being a good Christian if you, you don't do No, you know what, Lord? Jesus had boundaries, and so do we. Moses had boundaries, and so do we. Mary had boundaries, and so do we. Every hero of faith in the Bible had boundaries from what I could see. Certain boundaries. When, they, when it's discussed in scripture, they had certain boundaries. They said, I'll, I'll do this, but this is where I, I need your help, Lord, or I can't go that far or whatever. And Lord, we will say no without shame. Not every season is the same. Some seasons, we do different things. Some seasons while we're healing, we need emotional distance. Some seasons while we're healing, we need geographical distance. Sometimes we need offense, God, in our lives. I thank you for helping us build those and keep them up in the right place on the proper boundary. Thank you, Lord, for boundaries and folks' lives in this house. We believe, we trust you, Lord, and you're doing it. And I thank you, Lord, if it's a hard issue that needs to be healed, then you do that in these folks today. Your people, your flock, the sheep of your pasture, your men and women of God who are now kings and priests, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Let them set up right boundaries with you, God, that protect them and always keep them close to you. Heal their hearts, Father, so that their boundaries will be correct. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen.